I think what I always try to remember is that she's a warrior and she's a princess. And I try to bring those two elements into every performance I give for the character. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Being an Everyday Hero, episode number 14, an interview with Wonder Woman. My name is Brett Culp. The voice you just heard was Wonder Woman. For the past 15 years, my friend Susan Eisenberg has been providing a voice for Wonder Woman in animation, video games, in other types of multimedia. So if you're a fan of animation and you've watched Justice League or Justice League Unlimited or Wonder Woman uh, animated film, or if you're a fan of the video games and you've played Injustice or DCU Online, you know Susan's voice. And her powerful interpretation of Wonder Woman has been, in our popular culture, one of the most important interpretations of the character. She is my favorite Wonder Woman. And when I read comic books and Wonder Woman is in the comic book, Susan's voice is the one that I hear in my head. She and I have been friends on Twitter for many years now and have gotten to know each other. And she not only voices the character, but really has the spirit of the character inside of her. She really understands who Wonder Woman is. And I'm excited to chat with her because I know that what's going to come out after knowing her for so long is really some wonderful insights about who Wonder Woman is, what she's about, and how we can bring that spirit of the character into our lives. So if you are a fan of Wonder Woman, I think you're going to love this episode, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. If you haven't checked it out, my website is newly updated within just a a few weeks ago. So if you haven't been by, check out brettculp.com. That's B-R-E-T-T-C-U-L-P.com. I've got a blog there that's got years of content on it that will inspire you, I think. It's sorted by different categories, different types. There's all kinds of video clips and clips from speaking engagements I've been at and that I've done and all kinds of stuff. So if you loved this podcast and you were inspired by it, check out my website, uh, brettculp.com, and you can also listen to previous podcast episodes there. This is number 14. So you can check out more in the past episodes on the library. So welcome to the podcast, Susan Eisenberg. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me. So I want to know, first of all, how did you get started in in voice work? Was that always your vision or did it kind of come about in a a different way? It evolved like I think most things do because I started out as an actor and studied acting, but I had done a little bit of voiceover work, not knowing it was voiceover work, but I used to do some advertising for my dad's store back in the day. This is when I was really young. I mean, still in high school. And I would he would write me the ads and I would do them and it would just be about um, talking about his, his store and coming in and the sales and all of that stuff. And I liked it and I, it, it was exciting to do it. And then, of course, cut to, you know, years and years and years later, um, I did study acting. I thought I would be an actress that would be in front of the camera. And I really quickly learned that that wasn't my thing. That wasn't my calling at all. It made me really nervous and self-conscious. And I just, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Um, But I loved the microphone and I loved being in front of that. And I loved the, the intimacy of that experience of talking to an audience. And so I took a bunch of classes and I got a demo reel and I got an agent and then it, you know, and then it was just not easy after that, but it started me on my course. 
I love that. I love that you were open to what your journey really was and embracing it and going full force into it, even though it wasn't what you initially expected it to be. So how did you end up with the Wonder Woman gig? How did that happen? Um, You know what? It happened like every other job happens. You audition for it. And I I auditioned for it and I was lucky enough to get a call back. And I went in and I had to go to Warner Brothers and I had to read in front of Andrea Romano, who was the voice director, and in front of Bruce Timm, who created the show and created my version of Wonder Woman. And, um, you know, was really scared and was really excited because it was, the writing was so, um, not easy for me, but I just could so relate to it. it. It wasn't, it wasn't something I had to push to, to voice her. And it came quite naturally to me to voice her. And then I left, you know, and then I think months or weeks went by and then you get the call. And, you know, it's pretty much the call that changed my life. So when you walked into the studio for this reading, how do you mentally prepare yourself to play Wonder Woman? I mean, I could imagine myself trying to play Batman or Superman, and I would be, like, overwhelmed by that. How did you get in the zone for that at those initial readings? Do you remember? You know, it's interesting, though, because, well, first of all, I wasn't, even though I knew Linda Carter and I knew um, Wonder Woman, of course, I wasn't a geek about her. Yeah. And so I didn't have that kind of, oh, gosh, what, you know, I didn't have that nervousness regarding the character. And, you know, I I will say this about her. (laughs) It's going to sound a little corny, but she was really presented to me as a person and as a daughter. And especially in those beginning episodes, she she was leaving the mascara. She was leaving her mother. And so I, I really related to that. I mean, I was fairly young at the time, too. So it was it was a very natural fit. It wasn't intimidating. I didn't have to go in guns a blazing and be heroic. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. thinking in terms of that, yeah. of, of trying to be heroic. Um, I was just trying to be true to her and as she was written. And, you know, I was scared to death. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was very daunting because up until that point, I had only done guest starring roles. I'd never been a lead character and certainly not the lead, like the lead character named Wonder Woman. Um, so it was it was really, really terrifying for a long time. Um, and, you know, but it was terrifying and exciting. You know, you know, I love what you just said about you weren't trying to be heroic. You were just trying to be this kind of human, real person. And I think sometimes we put pressure on ourselves in life, not just in voice acting, but in life. Like, I have to be superhuman. I have to be amazing. But for you, it was just about going in and being real. And uh, that 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 inspires me hearing you say that, 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 because sometimes I feel like maybe I'm supposed to be more like Superman, but it's really not necessarily about being this heroic archetype. It's about being you. It is, and 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 so much of, I mean, then and that's something I learn every. I keep having to teach myself every day. That's not something, you know, puff puff. You know, aren't I special? I learned it 20 years ago, and I've maintained it ever since. I mean, it's an ongoing lesson, as far as I'm concerned, because it, in in voiceover in particular, my career has kind of been based on a certain voice. And it's a voice that sounds a certain way, and it can be very challenging me 
for me to get out of that groove and to be less comfortable in doing something that's different. And that is an actor's lesson. You know, you have to just be fearless and and be willing to make a fool of yourself and be willing to have the wrong take and and not have it be the right characterization or whatever your choices are. And um, that's something I literally have to work on every day of my life, in particular with voiceover, but obviously in a bigger scale in just in life. Yeah, no, that's great. That's very insightful. So when you were designing this character for so the first season of Justice League, how much of it were you bringing to the interpretation and how much of it were, were really the leaders of the team kind of saying, here's what we want you to do? I'd say all of it was the leaders of the team saying, this is what we want you to do. And, you know, I was, I was the um, vessel, you know, th- through which they could get this character. And I was honored to be it. Um, it wasn't until, I'd say, a, you know, a couple of years in where I think my personality was really there too and writers knew my humor or knew my personality a little bit better so that they could write to some of this, you know, my strengths. Um, and of course, I was lucky enough to have that Batman and Wonder Woman love story, you know, the flirtation <laughs> right. written in a little bit. And so that I just glommed down to immediately because I just loved it with all my heart. Um, as anyone who knows me and follows me will know, because I'm just so unabashed about it. <laughs> I love that. I, well, I'm a huge Batman fan, so so it was fun for me to watch that, too. It provided a unique side to both of those characters. Truly. I mean, truly, because it hadn't been done before. And um, I I love that dynamic. And, and again, I, I tell people all the time, it's not as if I wanted them to get married and have children and, <laughs> and go live in, you know, Poughkeepsie. But I loved the just the back and forth and the flirtation and the fact that she knew him um, in a way that he knew he knew she did. And he didn't always feel comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this first season, you're diving into this for the first time. I mean, of course, now you're very comfortable with the character. I mean, how long have you been have you been voicing Wonder Woman? Um, I got the job in 2000. And so I think we started recording in 2000. 2001. Okay, so 15 years then, mm-hmm. or thereabouts. Right. So, so, but the first time around, you know, the first season of, of Justice League, mm-hmm. what were some of, are there some memories or some specific things that pop up in your mind that it's like, oh, this was, you know, intriguing to me about learning about this character or learning about this craft or being part of the superhero universe, or there's some things like that that stand out for you that were kind of interesting behind the scenes things? All of it, though, you know, because it was such a learning curve the whole time. I mean, pulling into the garage um, at Warner Brothers, this is the thing. It has never gotten old. (laughs) I I still get I still get excited to go to Warner Brothers. I still get excited to play the character. It's less terrifying now because I found her voice. Um, quite literally. And so there's not as much of it. And it's also I trust myself more and I trust my process and I trust that I found her voice. So I'm not searching as deeply or needing to please as much as I was that first year. So it was very, very intimidating and daunting to me. Um, and again, that ha- easing that out of my life you know, not entirely, because it's always a little nerve-wracking going to work, and it should be. 
um, but not having that drive me and that, that you know, that nervousness and fear <laughs> um, and being able to relax a little bit. So the first year was just trying to get comfortable in 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 this world and getting comfortable being her and being in this ensemble of actors and feel and really truthfully and feeling like I belonged, trying to really allow myself that confidence. And that was that was a very, very big challenge. You you mentioned that now you feel very comfortable with Wonder Woman's voice. How would you describe her voice? What is it? What is what is the voice of Wonder Woman about? Well, I think it's strong. That comes to my mind, you know, um, first and foremost, because when I was playing her so often, you know, Andrea Romano would say to me, you know, remember, she's a warrior, you know, and, and if and if and if my voice got um, too vulnerable or too, quote unquote, weak, she would be the first one to, there to remind me, hey, you know, remember that. Remember that she's so strong. The word strength was a big word that first season. I remember, it was in my audition. I remember that word. And I think what I always try to remember for her when I'm voicing her is that she's a warrior and she's a princess. And I try to bring those two elements into every performance I give for the character. Yeah. For you, I mean, did you have any sense when you started about why this character or that this character was such an important figure, particularly to many women and young women around the world? Were you kind of aware of that or did you learn that over time? I learned it over time. And that has been a tremendous gift that I've been given through the Comic-Cons that I've gone to yeah. and and through social media. Social media has been extraordinary for that. And, um, and, and the Comic-Cons, because you get to meet the people who love her. And there are people for whom the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited defined her. There are, you know, there's a generation there that doesn't know Linda Carter like I did. Yeah, yeah. And grew, and didn't have an, didn't have a live action Wonder Woman, so had a animated Wonder Woman. And, um, and to be that for people and to have defined a character for people or help define a character because she was obviously already defined. But to have any part of that is just, um, you know, I, I say it all the time. It is, it, it has been the biggest gift of my career, hands down. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, and as you've met people, what does this character mean to them? Why is Wonder Woman important to so many people? Well, there was such an absence before her. There, there wasn't a female superhero on the scene that people could identify with. And one of the things I love about her, I mean, really love, is that there is a vulnerability to Diana. And I got to play that a lot. I mean, in Paradise Lost, when when you go back to that first season, you can really, I mean, not only was I just much younger, and you can hear that in my voice, but you can also hear the vulnerability because she was very scared to leave yeah. the mascara. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that resonates with people because on the flip side of that is she will fight for she will fight for the good and she will fight for justice. And you have that confidence that she will if she's on your side, there's nothing she can't do and there's nothing you can't do. So I think that combination 
is extraordinary. And I think because there was such a dearth of female superheroes and that when she was created, she was meant to be equal to Batman and Superman. Um, I think that women especially glommed onto that, rightfully so. And, and not just women, but any person who feels like an underdog and any person who feels underrepresented and and also and also men love her, you know, men who love Batman or Superman <laughs> love her. So she's you know, she she has fans all over the spectrum. What was it like for you the very first time you saw your voice matched up to that animation and saw it really come alive? What was that experience like for you? It's magical. The first time it's magical you you cannot believe it and and the truth is because i still see different incarnations of her i don't see justice league obviously now but i'm still lucky enough to be voicing her and whenever i see um my voice come out of her it's uh it makes me giddy and it it really does because you cannot believe you cannot believe that you've been that lucky and that blessed to um, have been graced with this with this gig for so long. <laughs> you know, has playing this character and delivering these kind of lines and living mentally in a character like Wonder Woman, has it changed you? Has it affected the way you see yourself and the world around you? Unequivocally. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times I'll be in a situation and I'll channel her. Yeah. And it's the best of me. I'd like to think channeling her brings out the best of me and it's very empowering to feel like you're at your best on any given day in any given moment that there's always there are always those choices you can make to be your best self or to be your better self and (laughs) channeling her it 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 brings it to the surface all the time and um I you know, it's not like I go around thinking I'm her, yeah, right, right, <laughs> but, right. but, but she inspires me often to make a good decision to, um, you know, I am a big believer in the underdog. I, yeah. I was bullied in school and I, mm. I just believe in fighting the good fight for the underdog. So anything that can bring that out in me and push me in that direction, it's, um, you know, I just, I don't ask too many questions about it, but I, I feel inspired. I think we all do it. I think on some level we're inclined to find heroes and heroic stories that really connect with us and imagine ourselves with the bracelets and the lasso and the jet and all of those things. Well, especially the jet, but let, <laughs> but I digress. Um, no, and, and I remember, I remember being interviewed um, with all of us and Jennifer Hale, who is a voiceover actress and extraordinary. Um, she was a guest star on our show a lot. So she did a lot of different voices on our show and we were all being interviewed. And she, I remember her saying that one of the things about the show that resonated for her was that the, the it's very black and white. There yeah. is good and there is bad and the good wins. And in a world that is so complicated and it seems so often that even though good does win and does triumph, it doesn't really get the play that it needs to and so it can feel very dark out there and i think people respond to that simplicity if you will um where you know that good will triumph and there's a safety in that knowing that the good guys win 
or the good girls win. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So has Wonder Woman, your Wonder Woman, has she grown up as you have grown up or is she kind of the same in your view? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I play her in different projects. So the Justice League Wonder Woman is back there. And she's like forever, you know, let's just say 36. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you know, she's, she's not the little, she's not the young woman who left the mascara, but she's also not a grandmother yet. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so she's like 30, 34, 36. Um, and, but then there's, you know, the DCU online Wonder Woman, and she's definitely more mature. Yeah. And, you know, um, there's an injustice Wonder Woman that I did, and that's just, you know, a fighting machine yeah. who's so tough. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it, it changes. Um, I, I really see her as ageless. So, and I, and because Wonder Woman, for me, started with Justice League, you know, she really, how I always really imagine her there in Justice League and how she looked and the Bruce Timm version. Yeah. And even though obviously I've been shown other pictures of her, the one that resonates for me, you know, the strongest and the deepest is always going to be that Diana. And that Diana, you know, 34, 35, tops. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, ageless, both of us. Ageless. We're right at ageless. that age forever. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you, when you meet fans and go to cons, are there some specific lines and things? Do they want you to say things? You know, it's funny because I don't really do the lines for the adults. <laughs> and I, a lot of voiceover actors will do. That's how they make their money at the cons. You know, they'll they'll record voices for people. Oh, okay, right, and, right, right. And they charge for it, of course. And, you know, like, so it's on your answering machine and it's, Got you know, it. Harley Quinn or it's, you know, whoever. I, I'm not a big believer in doing that. That's just me personally because yeah. I think that when somebody is looking at me, and I do not look like Wonder Woman as much as I'd like to think I do. I don't. And, you know, and I, I like to keep the illusion going. Yeah, the mystery. So what I'll, yeah. The mystery. And I, so what I'll do is if it's a, if it's a younger person, let's say a child, um, then I will have them turn around and close their eyes and I will say some lines. And that I love to do because when somebody's not looking at me with that expectation – um, it's easier to deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. Was there good camaraderie among the, the real-life Justice League voices? You know, there was. Um, it, that was one of the joys of the show, is that we all got to work together, and we got to work with all our, the guest stars. And so it was a huge room, huge recording room, and we'd go in and we'd um, do a rehearsal, and then we would just start recording. But we got to know each other really, really well um, because, you know, not every week. You don't work every week. But when you'd work, we'd all be there together. And we had a good run. It was five years, which for a cartoon is is a really long run. Yeah. And also doing the, the Comic-Cons with George and especially Kevin, um, because I do the most with them, you know, that's that's been lovely, too, getting to know them better and more personally because you're at work when you're recording obviously and you're not like hanging out and getting to know each other but when you do the comic cons there's some downtime and so you are lucky enough to get to know them a little bit better 
Oh, that's great. That's great. So we've been talking about the past. Let's talk about the future for a minute. What are you, what, what's up for you? What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about right now? Well, I'm excited to do, you know, there are a few comic cons coming up. Um, and in fact, I'm going to Palm Springs this weekend for one and, and then Long Beach in September. There's one project which I can't talk about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that involves Wonder Woman and that's very, very exciting to me. And because again, the continuity, just having the um, the opportunity to play her and to voice her still. And then I'll be doing another project, which is Wonder Woman also, which I can talk about, which is the DCU Online um, trilogy, Amazon Fury. And I'll be recording that in a couple of weeks, um, the last of the trilogy, actually. And, you know, that, that Wonder Woman in the DCU Online game is the... I really believe she's the most like the Justice League Wonder Woman. S.J. Mueller, who writes her, was a huge Wonder Woman fan and a huge Justice League fan. And you feel it. Where do you see one... I mean, the world keeps changing, keeps growing, and the voice of women is growing all over the world. Where do you see Wonder Woman fitting in as a symbol of of where where women are going in in the future and 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 um, how women are seeing themselves and being seen in the world I just, I think it's so important that there's somebody um, out there for whom women can look to and feel like there's an example because as far as we've come we have so far to go and I think women whether it's in this country or throughout the world women have to find their voices. And I think that if Wonder Woman in any way can help that happen in a live action film, which people have been clamoring for, yes. for decades, and that's going to happen with Gal Gadot, do, you know, portraying her on the big screen. And I think that that is going to do so much. I, I mean, I think where women are and where we're going is a bigger conversation and it's an important conversation. I think anything that helps women feel like they are not alone, to feel like there are others out there going through a journey similar to their own, that is empowering. And so I I look forward to there being other incarnations of her, whether I'm voicing her or Gal is playing her or other people are voicing her. But I just, I think that her presence, and it will never, I mean, she, there are other Wonder Woman projects out there beyond the movie. There's, there are other um, animated projects and things like that. So the more Wonder Woman there is, I think the better it is for women. Oh, that's, well, that's a great way to, that's a great way to end. Susan, I am so grateful for you taking the time to chat with me for a few minutes. And I know many of your thoughts are going to inspire other people that are Wonder Woman fans or that just became Wonder Woman fans by listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I hope they became Wonder Woman fans if they weren't, because she's so fabulous. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really had a good time. So thanks for joining us for a few minutes on Being an Everyday Hero. So glad you were here. If you loved this episode, you can check out past episodes through iTunes, Google Play, or directly from my website, Brett Culp. Dot com. So thanks so much for joining. If you liked this, uh, leave a comment. Uh, it really helps for people to see that and feel free to share it on social media or with a friend that you think would be inspired and encouraged by listening to this episode or a different episode. Thanks for being an everyday hero, sending you love and big hugs. Have a great day.